the Sportsish Podcast, a place for those of us who like sports-ish. We are making sports fun, cute, and digestible. This is not your boyfriend's sports news. My name is Lily, and I am joined again by my husband, Ashton. He brings the sports, and I bring the ish, and together we are sports-ish. It is 10.40 p.m., guys. It is late, but we did it. Our kids are asleep. We're going to record. Are you ready, Ash? Oh, yes, always. But it's kind of a special thing we do is we put our kids down, we get our research done, and then we sit and we record the Sportsish podcast. We were gone last week. We are back this week, and it's going to be a hard one, actually. It's going to be a hard topic to cover. I've been kind of mentally preparing for this episode all week, but I think it's really important to talk about. You know, we like to keep things fun here, but sometimes we have to talk about things that are not so fun. But first, we need to talk about the sports of the week. Mm. So, like we do, we have a man here. And what do men do best when it comes to sports? They mansplain. Ashton we is, prefer not to, but, you know. I mean, you're no exception. But we don't hate it because <laughs> it's helpful for us to get caught up. And what's going on in the sports world? We're going to have a Mansplain Minute by Ashton. Three, two, one, go. The chief superfan, Xavier Bubadar, was arrested after being on the run for four months, known as the Chiefsaholic by Chiefs fan, and he was known to be dressed up in a gray wolf suit for games. And he stole more than $800,000 from banks. Patrick Mahomes also just finished building his new Kansas City mansion, and it is sick. Has a football field, par three golf hole, pool, and a pond. Also, speaking of Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes came under fire from PETA for an Instagram post swimming with dolphins. New York Jets have been confirmed as the host team for popular Hard Knocks TV show and will be had their all-star weekend. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. crushed it both literally and figuratively, both knocking out a kid with a 116-mile-per-hour line drive and also winning the home run derby as the first father-son duo to win. Larry Nassar doing his best Nicole Brown impression in prison. Unfortunately, he is slated to survive. Lionel Leslie has also begun his reign in the U.S. with a new collaboration with Hard Rock Cafe making a chicken sandwich. Wait, you covered so much football for football not being in season. Babe, you Lots didn't even... No, no Wimbledon? Nothing noteworthy yet. There's so much in Wimbledon right now, but we're, we cover it all on the sports-ish. I've noticed, actually, ESPN posted about Wimbledon and comments were like, what is this? Like, talk about the NBA trades right now. <laughs> It's like, what? I actually enjoy watching tennis. Wimbledon's a great event to watch, but it's sort of dry and prestigious. Like, it's kind of like a waspy sport, if you will. But it's I incredible. Do, I do enjoy it. There, I feel like there haven't been a lot of cool storylines. Well, then you... No Brittany Mahomes pedadrama. That I did not know. Thank you for bringing that to my mm-hmm. attention. Yeah, she deleted the post. Honestly, Team Brittany. <laughs> team Brittany. Really? That's new for you? No. Always Team Brittany. You're Team Brittany Mahomes. Yes. Whenever we post one thing about that poor woman, the comments are ruthless. Yeah. You know what? And undeserved. I've been seeing a lot about her, actually. Did you see the post of Patrick Mahomes talking about how he first met her or kind of not how he first met her, but how he first started kind of dating her in high school? No, I did not. Yeah, it's like really cute, kind of like she sort of friend zoned him originally, which is hysterical to think about. It's hysterical. Um, because she was a year older than him in high school. I think he got her like some flowers and anyways, um, kind of as a joke, but also kind of serious. They're, yeah, they they kind of like they both comment on it, but it's it's very cute. But anyways, anyone who PETA is uh, PETA, PETA, anyone who they're actively rooting against, I'm rooting for. Okay, we would. That's rude. Um, we love PETA. We we support animals. And you got to be careful. They're going to come after you next. Honestly, it would be an honor. <laughs> In Wimbledon, the most intriguing story is Elise Vitolina. She's from Ukraine, and she is nine months postpartum. She had a baby the same week that I did in October. And so she's been crushing competition. She just beat the number one female tennis player in the world to advance to the final four. And, but she had Harry Styles tickets. Oh, I did see that. 
and she had to sell them because she kept advancing unexpectedly. No one expected her to go this far. So she had to sell her Harry Styles concert tickets. Hmm. And he saw this news and was like, you can come to any of my shows. Congratulations. Good luck. Which is just a classy man. Harry Styles is, he's, he's my hall pass. Is that okay? feels weird, but sure, I guess. I think, I think I'm going to confirm that. I think he is. Apparently he likes moms. He likes older women anyways. Yeah, yeah, he does. So maybe I got a shot with Harry. Yeah, I just feel like he's kind of like an ugly hall pass, but. Ugly? Yeah. Harry Styles? No. That man is cute. I mean, relatively speaking, right? Like in terms of all of the incredibly good looking male figures, like look. So who would your hall pass be? Who is going to be my hall pass? Carrie Underwood. No, I don't think she'd be my hall pass. Okay, you think on it. We'll advance to our sportsish pop quiz. So you have three questions about what's going on in sports. I have three questions about what's going on in pop culture. We'll see who's more well versed. Usually you win in this competition, but I've I've brought my A game. Okay. How much money did Tom Brady allegedly lose with his FTX fiasco? Oh my goodness. I actually don't know. I do know he lost a lot of money. Let's go with like nine million. 48 million. Whoa, Tom. Did you see that he and Kim like allegedly flirting. are hanging out? Flirting. Yeah, but I've also heard that potentially it's actually Mbappe. Um, no, I think I started that. No, rumor. no, you didn't start that rumor. I saw that someone, it was what's, I don't know how to pronounce it. Demois. Yeah. Demois. They've been posting about it avidly and someone brought up like, are you, Whoa. Are you looking at Demois? These yeah. Yeah. Days? I, I loosely follow it. Um, <laughs> but you saw the picture of her and Tom. Right? Yeah. And I it, mean, to be fair, like, how do you not rub shoulders with everybody at that party? I mean, you, you, do you read it all about that crazy fanatics party? Like it's the owner of fanatics. Yeah. This, who is this man? So he used to be the owner of, was it the Sixers? Um, yes, anyways. Sixers. Yeah. So he used to be the owner of the Sixers, but basically he is the founder owner of this uh, company called fanatics. And he ended up having to sell the Sixers because of it, because it became so popular. And one of the things they do is like they, they are in the trading cards and the sports cards market. And uh, he's done a great job of basically helping players get equity in these, not equity, but like getting more rights and with these sports cards. And and I don't know if you followed that market at all, but they've blown up. Like people are buying like Pokemon cards, sports cards, like the value of them have gone through the roof, like wildly enough. Anyways, he's really, really well off, but he has tons and tons of ties into the sports world and just the entertainment world in general. So he throws this massive party on July 4th. All white themed. Yeah. But like, As we're talking in the like, clothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking huge names there, though. Oh, everyone who's anyone is at that party. But he's a weird guy. Did you see the pictures? He's like snuggled up to everyone. Like he has an unnecessary hand placement on everyone he's in a picture with. It's huh. like a, a little hug or like a little side grab. It's just kind of handsy, dude. He's a handsy dude. Indeed. It sounds, it well, sounds weird. You know what? As long as you're not crossing boundaries, like. Hopefully he's not. Hopefully he's not, but he seems like a weird guy. Yeah. Um, but happy for everyone leg- who got to go. a legit party though, so. $48 million lost mm-hmm. for Tom Brady. Allegedly, you know, all huh. speculation. We don't really know, but. Couldn't happen to a worse guy. <laughs> I think it he's fine. Feels aggressive, but all right. I think he's fine. We'll see where the Kim Mbappe situation that one makes more sense to me than yeah. Kim and Tom. Look, yeah, I can I, see it. I don't mind Kim. I don't really know anything about her. I hear she's actually a good person to work with and stuff. <laughs> but it feels like... From your friends that yeah, work with you know, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I hear things. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going on to the ish part. The Barbie movie had its world premiere this week. Who are the main leads the main female margot robbie and yes. ryan gosling okay i i think these questions are too easy what is the name of apple's upcoming movie starring brad pitt it's about f1 driving yes it's, this i do know yeah, it's per, i guess i clarify it's produced by lewis hamilton via apple studios i guess i don't know yes They're, 
I we posted about this this week. Brad Pitt. Like you don't he, even know the name. No, honestly, no. I just know that it's F one related and yeah. that he was at the British Grand Prix. Yeah. It, and filming. he actually, yeah, he was filming. He drove a real race car. It's supposed to be really good. I mean, granted, everyone hypes up all their movies pretty like it's the greatest sports movie of all time. You know, like everyone's. I bet say it's that. good. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be good. Um, I'm trying to remember who the director. He also directed a couple other like really great movies, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Anyways, the name is Apex. Apex. Okay. Next, Speak Now, Taylor's version, was released this week. Can you name three song titles from Speak Now? Speak Now. Correct. Um, I'm just, can you just remind me of what the cover looks like? Purple dress. Mm. Can you give me... No. No, no, no. Can you give me time frame? It came out when we were seniors in high school. Is Love Story on it? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't. All right. So we know Speak Now. Um, this was post... This was the, the album following Fearless, right? Correct. All right. One for three. I got one of them. Fearless. <laughs> not Fearless. Uh, speak Now. <laughs> Do you want to take any more guesses? Uh, no. Okay. That's embarrassing for you. This clearly was not your album. This was not your era. Yeah, no. You liked, you were a 1989 guy. But you know what? She did have a collab on the re-release of Speak Now with Fallout Boy. Hmm. I think you'd be into it considering when we met, you told me your favorite song was. (sighs) To be fair, it was my favorite song. We're going down swing. (laughs) Great. First of all, great song. Okay. Favorite song, favorite song in the seventh grade. That's, I think the only song of theirs that I really like though. We were 23. Okay. And it's like, Hey, what's your favorite song? You're like, like, "Mm, sugar, we're going to swinging circuit. Let me, let me me clarify a little bit. It was like, it's one of those questions where it's like your favorite song, I feel like changes all the time. Right. And so it's like, Oh, what was like a favorite song during a period of time where it was like, Oh my gosh, you you love that song so much. Like, like even now, like you'll listen to me, like I'll still listen to it, but I don't want to actively listen to it all the time. Right. It, it's a bop, though. You're right. Released in 2005, Sugar, We're Going Down Swing. Great song. Great song. All right, next question. Okay, which college has a toxic culture problem? Both <laughs> both the football team and the baseball team are were and or are under investigation for hazing-related incidents. What um, coast of the country is it in? Mm, I would say it's not on a coast. But it's closer to the East Coast. Closer to the East oh, Coast. You know what? That sounds crazy to say. I'll just tell you, it's mid, like Midwest. When I think Midwest, I think of like Iowa. I'm going to guess Ohio State. No. I, I'm not going to guess Ohio State. I'm going to guess Michigan. No. I, I think actually I'm going to go with Indiana University. No. One more time, maybe Wisconsin. No. Okay, I've... Minnesota. No. Iowa. No. I have that's uh, that's all the Midwest. Northwestern. Oh, that's in the Northwest United States. That's in Chicago. I think, right? I think you're right. Why is it called Northwestern well, if it's I mean, in the Midwest? Yeah, that's confusing. So the football coach has been suspended for two weeks without pay, but they're actually investigating it a little bit more to see if the punishment needs to be a little bit more severe. And the baseball program is currently being investigated. Yikes. Who knew? Yeah. Which member of One Direction was interviewed on Call Her Daddy today? Hmm. Let me see. Full um, name. It wasn't Harry. Um, what if it was Harry? It wasn't. Okay. Well, let's see. We got Harry Styles, which we know it's not. Then there's Liam something. I don't think it's him. Um, then there is... Who's the other ones? Zane? That's one of them. It's him. It is. It's Zane. He was interviewed today. He came off very likable. Really? It was a great interview. A really good dad, it appears. He's a dad? 
He's a dad with Gigi Hadid. What the F? Welcome to 2023. Zayn and Gigi were together for a very long time. I knew time. that they were together. I didn't realize they had a kid together, though. They did have a baby. They are no longer together because yeah, because he's a, huge a falling psychopath, out. No, I heard. No, Wasn't he, like, abusive? I, I don't know. We don't know. There's allegations from Gigi's mom. Anyways. Well, innocent till proven guilty, so... He came off likable. There's a messy family situation. Yeah. I feel like there was a video, actually. There was not. I think you're thinking of something else. But you know what there was a video of? Was the Britney Spears Wemby drama last Mm, week. Yes. What is your take there? Because, I don't know, they came in hot. I didn't really... I I briefly... I didn't even watch the full clip. So, I'm just going to go with my gut here and say Team Wemby. I see... Brittany, so she like runs up to him. She's so disheveled. She's not been looking like herself for a while. Yeah. Well, look, okay. First of all, I don't think physical violence is, I don't think he, he, she was hit that hard, but I could be wrong. Cause again, I didn't watch like the full clip. She was hit pretty hard. It's was straight she? in the face. But like, you also don't run up on a superstar period. Like if someone ran up to her right with her and she had her security around, they're getting tackled. Yeah. I think she should understand like security perspective here. Yeah. Like they, they don't know immediately who that is, right? Their first thing is like protect, protect the superstar. But maybe for her, she assumed they did know who she was. Yeah. And it's just, I think it was like a moment of like, Oh look, there's the NBA number one draft pick. Like, let me go tap him on the shoulder. She runs up to him and it's like, bam, backhand. It all happens very quickly. It's like, she runs up, touches his shoulder and immediately security yeah, yeah. backhand in the Look, face. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, like, I don't think anyone's, like, really in the wrong here. The best part is he keeps walking. He does. He not... probably doesn't know who she is. No, he, of course, knows who Britney Spears is. He Wemby gave is, an... is 18 years old. I know, I know, but, I mean, When's oops, the, I did it again. Is, when is the last time? Yeah, for us. For the world. Britney is... <laughs> Timeless. Okay. So that's all been very interesting, but, uh, we wish her the best. She's poor thing. I really feel sad for her. Love, love Britney Spears. Well, Wemby especially is not wrong. He didn't hit her. No, no, no. I I think this is completely understandable how this happened. Yes. But a sad situation. Sure. All right. That was just a quick little intro for the meat of the podcast. And what I said earlier is that here at Sportsish, we do. We keep things light and fun and funny. Sports are cute. Sports are fun. It's kind of our thing. But it, sometimes sports are not cute, and sometimes they are not fun. And sometimes they create a culture that is horrific. And I feel sad about how many times we have had to discuss topics of violence or sexual assault on this podcast already. There are accusations all the time in the sports world of these things. Um, But the event we're about to discuss is one of the most horrific cases. So I'm going to give a trigger warning here. We will be mentioning sexual assault many times um, in a bit of graphic detail as we dive into the Larry Nassar case. Larry Nassar is the former doctor of USA Gymnastics. He had quite the week. Uh, he was stabbed in prison. Multiple times. Multiple times. Six times in the chest. I did mention this in my Mansplain Minute. I'm surprised you didn't say anything. Well, I was waiting. I was waiting to talk about it here. He was stabbed six times in the chest and twice in the neck and back. You tying it to Nicole Simpson-Brown was so wrong that I didn't really want to mention it. But... <laughs> yeah. But you did it. You went there. Yes. We're going to cover OJ. You know what? Did you, you? We should. That that whole story is wild, too. Did you know this isn't the first time he's been attacked in prison? Yes. He was attacked last year, too. Yeah. He was attacked when he was initially put in. And they're like, this is going to be an issue. There's known threats. Because everyone, it's such. it was such a public case. Yeah. Where, like, child molesters, people like him, like, when they go to prison, like, instant target on their back. So they had to send them to her. They had to scour the country for prisons that they could find that'd be like, we think he'll be okay here. He was not. He's in Florida. Did you, did you know what what led up to it? What led up to it? They were watching Wimbledon and he made a sexual comment about a girl 
Mm. like a graphic comment. And I guess one of the other inmates went ballistic on him. No way. Yeah. Whoa. That is a sports-ish fact if I've ever heard one. So he's in a Florida prison. We're I got that from about... Wikipedia, by the way. So like take that with a grain of salt. But... I mean, Wikipedia is pretty reliable. So he was stabbed six times in the chest, twice in the neck and back in the Florida prison where he is mm-hmm. incarcerated for reasons which we're about to lay out and discuss. Mm-hmm. But this man has had a target on his back since he entered prison. He's been attacked a few times yeah. there is i mean this sounds weird to say there's something endearing about the fact that inmates kind of like target child molesters yeah and go after them love it a little, honestly little schoolyard schoolyard justice right there it is it's a bit of justice like you Especially because in this case, like Larry Nasser survived, right? He did not die. So this clearly hurt. And unfortunately, he did not die. I would have been good for everyone. But you know what? He's suffering probably true deeply and in a lot of pain. It's a win for society. It is. I mean, this man deserves all of the bad things in the world to happen to him. I feel like we got to tell the whole Larry Nasser scandal. Athlete A is a documentary that details the entire ordeal. It's on Netflix. It's so powerful. We watched it together when it came out. And then I watched it again today in preparation. And one thing kept coming back to me. Larry Nasser is a smart man. He knew what he was doing. He was so sick and so smart. Because he put himself in this position of the perfect storm uh, for several reasons. Gymnastics, when you think about it, it's really the only sport where when you're at the most professional level, you're still a child. Yeah, which is kind of absurd to think about. It's terrifying. It cultivates this very scary scenario where these children can be easily emotionally abused because they don't know anything different. If this is the world they come into, they don't know anything different. So they're young, they're children, they are incredibly vulnerable, mm-hmm. and they're striving for one thing, and it's to make the Olympic gymnastics team and to win Olympic gold. Yeah. And they're still kind of under the direction of their parents. Like, again, like you said, right. they're just kids. Like, a lot of these dreams are their parents' dreams that they've sort of been, you know, led into right right and so you know they're trusting their parents like to put them in the best scenario possible and the parents who do put in that work and that money to get the kids there are trusting that they are in the best care to you know reach that goal which is olympic gold and it's such a short window for them totally right where versus like other other sports where it's like you you can kind of get into your prime mid 20s even late 20s maybe even early 30s depending on the sport right gymnastics is not that way right like no you're in your prime 15 16 yeah, yeah. like simone and, biles yeah it will be shocking if she comes um to the next olympics to paris and it's because she's you know 24 which 25. is absurd to think about it's crazy to me that like you hit your prime you do the olympics and then you go to college as a college totally. athlete right like that's yeah. just a wild concept i know and they are children which yeah. i mean larry nasser put himself in this position oh yeah for a reason yeah. very very diabolical especially as you break down and look into all of the like situation and just all the context like it's very clear that he was extremely intentional absolutely and he he was a doctor and doctors and trainers, team trainers, they are vital to athletes success. Um, there's an enormous amount of trust. You know, I obviously was never a great athlete, but in high school, in our cheer team, we had a trainer. He would tape us up before practice. His name was Pedro. I would trust Pedro with my entire life. In fact, I did. He threw me up in the air all the time. And I was like, of course, because Pedro can do it. He's our trainer. Like, maybe, he knows maybe what he's doing. Maybe you shouldn't have trusted him too much. It's not how you broke your nose. No, no. I broke my nose as a base in cheerleading. This girl came down. Elena. <laughs> Elena. Sweet Elena. She, I saw her later this year. She apologized for it. Um, with her elbow from a basket. But we don't need to talk about my cheerleading days. But our trainer was so trusted and beloved by our entire team because... He was vital to our success. If we were hurt, he would he would help us. If we needed to be taped, he would tape us up. 
And gymnastics is so incredibly hard on the body, the back and the wrist yeah. and the legs. I mean, these... I mean, it certainly looks like it is. Right. Can't really speak from lots of experience there, but in the limited experience I did have from cheer, it is hard on the body. And so a trainer and a doctor is absolutely vital for yeah. these oh, young absolutely. girls. And I've watched a few interviews with Larry Nasser, and he has a way of coming off as very, very smart. He uses big words, like medical terms, to talk about whatever it is he's yeah. explaining. And so I think these girls look to him as a very trustworthy, mm -hmm. very smart man that was supposed to take care of them. Well, yeah, that and the fact that he was literally the Team USA doctor. And so it's like you assumed that organization is going to have... The best of the best. The best of the best. I will say, he may have sounded smart, but one look at him, you should have known. That dude looks like a chomo. I hate that term. Can we not use that term? It's not nice. I'm trying to remember where I heard it from. And we I probably heard it from the show we just watched. Yeah, Blackbird. Blackbird. It was Blackbird. It was either that or for whatever reason, these prison videos keep showing up in my like suggested feed of like people who are like, like reformed convicts and they talk about their experiences in prison. Wild stuff. So these children, and they are children, right? Yeah. Preteens. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what was normal. They didn't know that this man shouldn't be trusted. They didn't know the things that he was doing to them were abnormal because they trusted him so much. They trusted their parents so much. An interesting tidbit that you hear a lot about is gymnastics is ruthless in terms of coaching. They're incredibly strict. A lot of emotional abuse a lot of verbal abuse, some physical abuse. And so a lot of the coaches are, to put it lightly, mean. Yeah. And so Larry presented himself as kind of the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. He was very kind and complimentary to a lot of the girls. Yeah, get them gifts. And candy. Yeah. And like would sneak candy, whereas like their coaches were like telling them they needed to lose weight. Yeah. Dr. Nasser was providing candy and sneaking them food and like telling them how nice they were and complimenting them. And so he, he really, unfortunately was very manipulative and wise in how he went about this. And that is why it stayed covered up for so long. He was hired in 1986 as the trainer for USA gymnastics. And he like also did a lot of volunteer training. So training he did not get paid for. Yeah, well, now we know why. Right, exactly. With youth gymnasts in Michigan, which is where he was from. Ten years after that, he was promoted to the gymnastics team physician and an assistant professor at Michigan State. So he was, his reach within the gymnastics world was wide. He, yeah. Collegiate gymnastics, USA gymnastics. He attended many Olympics. Yep. Uh, he was very trusted by a lot of people in power and gymnastics. And then in June of 2015, there was a girl named Maggie Nichols. She is athlete A, actually, come to find out. Uh, Maggie Nichols was a gymnast, and she was practically a shoe-in for the 2016 Olympics. So she was very, very highly to make the Olympic team for Rio de Janeiro. Oh, that's right. I remember the story now from, she was one of the people in the Netflix documentary. Yeah, yeah. 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 So she was 15 and she went to the national team camp and that is always held in Texas. And that's where all the Olympic athletes go to train. Parents are not allowed. It's very locked down. It's very strict. It's very regimented. They're training for eight hours a day. Larry Nasser's there every year, of course, yep. working on the girls. And so she was being worked on by Larry Nasser for the first time in her life because this was her first time at the training camp. And as he did with other gymnasts, he fingered her. Um, he penetrated her with his fingers. Mm -hmm. And she was thrown off because she's grown up in gymnastics, but she has never felt anything like this before. Yeah. She's like, I don't think this is actually a method that yeah. most people use when they're working on my injuries. So she approached Allie Raisman, who was another gymnast, obviously a former Olympic medalist. And Allie was like, oh, yeah, he does do that to me, too. He does it like to everyone. So Maggie went and told her coach and her coach called her parents and her parents were, of course, appalled. 
and they reported it to USA Gymnastics. Uh, the president of USA Gymnastics, you're going to hear this name a few times, his name is Steve Penny. He called her parents and said he was going to contact the FBI and he was going to get an investigator. Nothing was done. And Maggie Nichols was completely exiled from USA yeah. Gymnastics. So she didn't make the Olympic team. Even though she had a qualifying score, Yeah, they chose someone who scored lower than her. And she wasn't allowed in like any promo commercials for the That's national right. team. I remember because like she was close with, was it Allie Raisman? And Simone then, Biles. Oh, Simone Biles. And Simone Biles was like, oh, like we want, like I want to bring her in. And then it was just like very... And Steve awkward. Penny was like, no, she's not allowed in. Yeah, yeah. So she like came forward with this information and USA Gymnastics not only didn't press charges or support her in her, you know, claims about Dr. Nasser, they completely shut her out. Yeah. And then just blackballed her. Yeah. Steve Penny told Maggie's parents, do not talk about this because if you do, it will ruin the investigation. Yeah. Steve Penny might be the actual real villain here. I mean, obviously Larry Nasser is the yeah. villain, but Steve Penny is right up there. He he should be in prison too, and I don't know if he is or not. He's not. But like, look, and Larry Nasser obviously is a terrible, terrible human being. It sounds like, based on what I read, he had these issues when from when he was like legitimately young. Totally. But Steve Penny was the enabler, right? Enabler. He was the absolutely. one who set this up, made it possible for him to exploit these women. And, and then continued heard. to profit off of these girls, knowing that they were being exploited and sexually assaulted. Yeah, he knew. He, he had heard. He should be right by Larry Nasser in prison being stabbed. <laughs> Honestly, you're not wrong. So that was in June of 2015. Nothing happens for a full year until August 2016. Mm -hmm. Indy Star, uh, the Indianapolis Star, who yep. knew? Oh, yeah. Clutch Hero. for them. Yep. Heroes of the world. They released an article. They had done an investigation into USAG and about their cover-up of multiple coaches abusing gymnasts. It didn't even mention Larry Nassar in this article. Mm -hmm. It mentioned other coaches and things they had done that had been covered up by USA Gymnastics. Yeah. So then we come to our second hero of the story, and her name is Rachel Den Hollander. And Rachel was a former gymnast. And at that point in her life, she had, you know, kind of moved away from gymnastics. She had had three kids. She was a young mom. She was feeding her kids and she opened her laptop and Facebook popped up and the Indianapolis Star article popped up. And so it was about all of these other coaches that USAG had covered up. And she kind of started to process the fact that she had her own story. But her story was about Larry Nassar, and that article didn't mention Larry Nassar. Mm -hmm. And she knew that she was a victim, but she was so scared to come forward. I mean, it's terrifying. So she right away emailed Indy Star and said, I also have an experience. It's with a different coach than the ones you reported, but I have an experience with a coach named Larry Nassar. So she's the first woman to publicly... Mm -hmm report Larry Nasser. So they started to get to work on an article about Larry. Meanwhile, she went to authorities in Michigan to finally press charges. It's 16 years after the fact. She was yeah. 15 years old when this had happened. She's now 31 years old. She pressed charges. They brought Larry in. This detective, Andrea Munford, she's another hero in the story. She brought Larry in. She found out that he had been accused of something like this before in 2014. Yeah. But the charges had been dropped because he deemed whatever he had done to that girl as medically necessary yeah, to treat her. Which is crazy. I mean, he literally, he created a whole medical thing. That is false. Yeah. That of, of essentially fingering these girls. But like, oh, I, it's just a medical practice. It's totally good. And it helps him, right? Like, it's just crazy that the crazy things that he did and got away with. But my question is, why did previous authorities not like stop and say, let's talk to another doctor and see if this is a common practice because it's not. Yeah. And now we know 
but they just took his word for it. Yeah. Well, I'm, and that's part of the problem with the, the, you know, the United States gymnastics group is he had all the legitimacies. So like what like he is, quote unquote, the leading doctor for gymnastics. So it's like you would think he knows he knows what he's talking about. Right. Like they protect him again. I I am adamant on this. I think the U.S. gymnastics people who let him do this should be in prison with him also being stabbed. You're not alone in that. I think that is a very, very common thought. Yeah. So Rachel went, she pressed charges. This detective, this detective, Andrea Munford brought Larry in, interviewed him. The interview is really uncomfortable to watch because he's clearly frazzled and uncomfortable. Yeah. I remember this. And she asks him, do you have erections when you do it? Yeah. Because that had been one of the reports. Yes. And he was like, well, I mean, sometimes, but that's just because guys just, you know, they just have erections. (laughs) And the detective says to him, no, guys have erections when they're aroused. So are you being aroused by these cases where you're treating these girls? He's like, no, 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 no. Okay. So this is in August of 2016 that this is all happening. Meanwhile, Indy stars writing this article. Yeah. And they find another victim of his. So they're going to publish this story with these two victims from Larry Nassar. Mm-hmm. While they're working on this, the detective, Andrea Munford, goes to work herself. And she goes to Larry Nassar's house. And I don't know if you remember this part. This is right. This is where she finds all the child pornography, right? Spoiler alert. Yes, you got it. So she searches his trash. His outside trash. Oh, that's right. Because you can't, you, you can search trash. Yeah. You can't with, without a, without a warrant. Without a warrant. Yeah, that's right. So she goes and she searches his trash and she finds 37,000 images of child pornography. It's so messed up. And looking at the charges of what he went to prison for, the vast majority of them were for that. 60 years for child pornography. And what's crazy is, like, that's what they ended up nailing him on, right? Was Initially. Oh, disgusting. The detectives find this. The Indie Star reporters have these victims finally write this article. It's published in September 2016, same month as the child pornography was discovered. Yeah. So Michigan State University fired Nasser a week later. The story exploded. Um, all of a sudden, the Indie Star was receiving phone calls from survivors and then they said that the number was going up every single day there are more and more and more and more maggie's mom athlete a yep. from the year prior is like you know we've been waiting for this investigation yeah that we had been promised by usag so i'm going to take matters in my own hands and she finds this lawyer that had been mentioned in the indie star article mm-hmm and she hires him and basically he takes over this case and he is about to represent hundreds yeah. and hundreds of girls that were abused by Larry Nassar. Meanwhile, Larry Nassar is running for the school board in November of 2016. So just two months later, he was he was not able to make the school board because he was arrested. Classic mix up. And he was charged with criminal sexual misconduct. He denied all of the allegations. Yeah. So in January of 2018, Larry Nassar's trial happened. So that is a very long time from being arrested to finally facing trial. Yeah. Over 150 women were there. I remember watching being so moved. It was almost like this band of women together supporting each other being supported by the judge who was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Rosemary Aquilina was the judge and she was incredible. She, I mean, she wanted to hear nothing from Larry. Yeah. Every time he spoke, she kind of gave it to him. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, how could you not? I think the most gripping testimony from the Larry Nasser case was Kyle Stevens. She was known as athlete ZA, also known as the family friend. Yeah. Which is wild that they had to start like, Athlete ZA, right? Like right. that many. I mean, there were hundreds. Hundreds. Uh, so Kyle met Larry when she was five years old because their parents were really good friends. Yeah, this is a really sad story. When she was six, Larry exposed himself to her and he told her, a six-year-old, yeah. if you ever want to see it, all you have to do is ask. And this went on 
for a few years. Yeah. He penetrated her with his fingers. He rubbed his penis on her feet. Yeah, it's disgusting. Exposed himself all while his children, his wife, her parents, her siblings were upstairs. Yeah. Which I like, it just makes my skin crawl. Oh and it gosh. makes me want to take my children and lock them up tight and yeah. never let them out of a room ever yeah. out of my sight. I mean, these were close family friends. Yeah. Her parents trusted him. And it gets worse because of, because of how close these family friends were. When she was 12, she told her parents, Larry has mm-hmm. done this to me in the past. Her parents confront him and he denies it. And she was 12, right? So, yeah. you know, at that age, like you can say maybe she was making it up. She has an imagination of a little girl. However, Larry spun it. They believed him. Yeah, which is just so, so sad. So in her words, she spent the years between 12 and 18 detaching from her family. And her dad believed that she had lied. And she was continuously told by her parents that she needed to apologize to Larry for slandering his reputation. I mean... Can you even imagine going through that, being sexually abused, and then your parents not believing you, and then not only that, but going through your teenage years, hearing that you need to apologize to yeah, that man. Yeah, to, to the guy who, who sexually assaulted you. And so before she left for college, her dad made one last, like, you really, really owe Larry an apology. Yeah. And that's when she kind of, like, made him face the facts. That, no, I don't. Oh, Larry, an apology because he sexually assaulted me. Yeah. And I wasn't brave enough to stand up for myself before, but I am now. And finally, her father believed her. And in 2016. It was, it wasn't, it was after all the, because didn't he still not believe her until all the other allegations came out? And then it was just like, oh my gosh. Well, he, he started to believe her. And soon after that, 2016 happened. Yeah. And it was confirmed that he was. Doing this to hundreds of girls. Hundreds of girls. And her father, you know, there was illness involved and he was not in a great place ever, but he committed suicide in 2016. It's just such a tragedy. And most of all, how terrible it is for that girl to have one, her childhood stolen from this man and then have her parents felt like they turned against her. And then not even able to get the closure because your dad ends up killing himself because of all of this. Larry Nasser not just like took away her innocence, but he broke her family apart and took away her father. Yeah. It's that one really, really hits with me. It just is such a heartbreaking story. So over 150 women stood there and testified, but over 500 victims have come forward, including nine Olympians. So you have Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, Michaela Maroney, really, really big household names. Larry Nasser was sentenced to 175 years in prison. So that man is now in prison for the rest of his life. One thing I think about often is, and this is covered in Athlete A a little bit, but so we talked about how these girls were children when they were you know, at the height of their gymnastics career. Larry Nasser likely was their first sexual encounter. And how horrifying that would be to not even really know what's happening, but then to later down the road, you know, realize that your first sexual encounter was with a pedophile and with a man who took advantage of you and who exploited his position to take advantage of you and how do you remedy that in your mind one day as an adult i don't know i mean they were children that's what it is they were children they were innocent little girls who were exploited and taken advantage of by a monster larry nasser is a monster steve penny like we talked about is also so much to blame here He was the president of U.S. Gymnastics and, you know, essentially covered up a few reports of Larry Nassar. And then he did go to trial. And when he was asked questions about protecting these athletes, what he did is he invoked his Fifth Amendment right for every single question asked, which basically means he 
was not going to answer anything that came his way to incriminate himself. And while maybe it's smart from a legal perspective, it felt so disrespectful in the moment to those girls who had so bravely come forward to share their stories. I mean, how disrespectful for Steve Penny to sit there and invoke his Fifth Amendment right time and time and time again uh, and not give his, you know, testimony of any part of the situation and to let these girls continue to suffer and continue to live without closure from at least the USAG perspective. There is, I mean, you can't call it a happy ending. There are undoubtedly wounds and pains and that are unhealed. Undoubtedly, there are. And you saw some of that come in later trials. But there is light that started to come out of this, you know, really terrible storm. And one of those is Maggie Nichols, athlete A, who was essentially, her dream was killed because she came forward to share that she was uncomfortable with what the team doctor was doing. Her dreams of the Olympics were killed. And she, athlete A, Maggie Nichols, became an NCAA all-around champion in both 2018 and 2019. So in the same year that Larry Nasser went to prison and was charged with all of these counts, Maggie Nichols went and competed for her university and became the NCAA all-around champion. Sure, maybe it's not an Olympic gold medal, but it had to have felt very good to finally feel comfortable and to have her story out there. And I just think she's so brave. In 2018, Michigan State University did agree to pay $500 million to settle lawsuits by 332 of the victims by Larry Nasser. And then in 2021, USA Gymnastics and the U.S. Olympic Committee paid $380 million in a settlement to the victims of Larry Nasser. So in total, that's $880 million in compensation. Is it at all, does it at all scratch the surface of what these women went through? No, it doesn't. But it does at least feel like they did receive something for their pain. It breaks my heart to talk about. That is the story of Larry Nasser. If you're wondering where my husband's voice went, it went to put our three-year-old to bed because he came up crying. Uh, but so I'm going to finish this up on my own. I don't want to make light of any situation that is violent. But in terms of if I if I had to wish that someone was stabbed in prison, Larry Nassar seems like he might be my first wish. My heart goes out to all victims of any type of abuse, whether it's emotional or physical or verbal or sexual. It feels sometimes rampant in sports. And if not this extreme, this extreme of sexual assault, there is verbal abuse and there is physical abuse. And I hate this side of the game. I hate this side of sports. The truth of the matter is, is I enjoy doing fun memes and I enjoy, you know, giggling about hot players and I enjoy all of it. But there are important parts of the sports world that I feel deserve attention and I'm going to continue to talk about them. So Larry Nasser, you are the worst Oh, you're back. Ashton's back. One thing that I was talking about. So Steve Penny, president of USAG, he did go to trial. But I don't know if you remember. That's right. That's right. It was. He was. It was the most pathetic. Yeah. Because he was asked questions and he just invoked his Fifth Amendment right on every single question. He did not answer one. Total scumbag. Honestly, maybe even not worse than Larry Nassar, but pretty close given everything that he enabled and just the terrible terrible culture produced that enabled everything without him hundreds of women girls are probably safe from from that fate yeah and i think there there is a culture within sport that is just 
you push through it. You push through pain. You push through trials. If you know, if you want to be the top, if you want to be the most elite, you push through it. And Steve Penny was a perpetuator of that belief. And so when he heard that Larry Nassar maybe abused some of these girls, he was expecting them to push through it. He was not going to do anything about it. He was at the head of an institution that did not care about their athletes. They cared about winning. Yeah. And maybe not even winning, just money. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, unfortunately, what I did read today is that any charges against you, Penny, have been dropped. Ridiculous. Lack of evidence, which feels odd. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't you don't need evidence to know that his actions were were heavily involved in the direct result. Right. You're right. They wanted to be called survivors instead of victims. And I, lo- I love that. I love that, too, because they are using many of them are using this experience to propel them forward namely Maggie. And she, I think, deserves a lot of credit for being one of the first people to come forward. And, and, and being someone strong enough to be like, no, this this isn't right. And just because he's doing it to you guys doesn't mean that I'm going to let this fly. Exactly. And, and, she, parents, and she paid a heavy toll for it. Absolutely. And her parents deserve a lot of credit, too. Absolutely, too. Yeah. Rachel Den Hollander also deserves so much credit in this story. Just anyone who's brave enough to come forward especially those athletes that are in the public eye, right? Simone Biles. And to anyone who gives any fault to Simone for her mental hurdles in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, you just have to remember what she's been through. And she was very much treated by this man. That was not taken into perspective right away when she pulled out of competition. I think, look at her. She is the definition of a survivor. She has used her platform for mental health advocacy, and now she is returning to competition this August. Simone is back on the mat, and we might see her in Paris. Yeah, that'd be great. But that is that is the story of Larry Nasser, a really heartbreaking, horrendous, horrific story, but one that over 500 females lived yeah. Thankfully, he will live out the rest of his life in prison, hopefully not much longer. Hopefully um, stabbed a few more times. Yeah. You know, we'll leave it to the jail yard justice system, if you will. Oh, the jail yard justice system. I like that. Hopefully they take care of business. Yeah. But I don't mind seeing him uh, suffer in pain a little bit yeah. longer. Thanks for joining us. We will see you hopefully with a lighter tone next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in.